now I'm recording. Bacon Bits, are you recording? In three, two, one. And we're live here on the scene. By God, it's a slobber knocker. There's body parts everywhere. We're waiting for our on-site correspondent. Who is currently having technical difficulties. Okay, we're resetting Audacity. Why, Audacity, do you hate me? Why must you be this way? There we go. Sweet. We might make this thing work yet. So you're saying there's a chance. There's always a chance. Okay, anyway, let's get on with the show. All right. Uh, Yeah, well, I did three claps, and I saw three lines as well. I did three claps and saw three lines. I saw three claps and, or I did three claps and saw three lines. Speaking of claps, uh, guess what episode this is? Oh boy, it's the fun one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is the one that's got something for everybody. Uh, I mean, <laughs> hopefully we don't have to. Uh, hopefully we don't have to censor. <laughs> <laughs> we'll do what we can. Uh, anything new for me? Yeah, anybody. We just had a guy um, Thursday. No, Tuesday. Today's Thursday. Tuesday, he got selected for AGR and uh, put in his two weeks. So now we're down another person at the shop. So now that'll happen. That means really busy season for me. And uh, otherwise, we're just getting close to the end of swim season. And. Curling is going to be winding down here in the next month or so. Mm. And uh, good old curling. Yeah. What about you? Uh, I have. You know, you ever have those? You ever have those days where you just go to work and you're busy as all heck, and at the end of the day, you you realize I didn't accomplish anything. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Hashtag yeah. Ipse. And what's worse is uh i i can't see other states but i can see other state statistics you know as far as like analytics and overall numbers when they send out the uh oh this is how many things you need to fix and i know that uh your state is uh kind of you know like half of the size of our state but you guys are looking good you're you're my state to catch up to (laughs) yeah well (laughs) You know, I mean, you've probably seen our force structure. No, so it's uh, like, no, I haven't. Oh, I just, we're I, I just literally probably half of what you have. Yeah, I'm, that's what I'm th- I, because we've talked about it. I'm like, yeah, you're probably about half. Um, and uh, but then I look at the numbers, like how many of these templates or that or this, and you know, and I look at it and I'm like, dang it, they're lo- they look good. They look good. <laughs> you want to come up here? Yeah, be yeah. part of us. Well. Yep. I don't. I don't know if I could survive your Canadian tundra, but mm. whatever. Time would tell. Yeah. Uh, shall we get this uh, thing going? Play some intro music. You're listening to Eyes Forward March, a podcast geared towards building the core of the non-commissioned officers. Heat up your MRE, crack open a cold rippet, and join your platoon daddies, Sergeant Bacon and Sergeant Seagar, as they continue to build networking skills have some laughs, uplift morale, and talk about daily issues soldiers face. Let's begin. All right. Well, welcome. It is I, Sergeant Bacon, and with me, as always, 
I don't have a good. He's a he's a wizard to my Oz. Eh, weak. I I didn't have one prepared. The ammunition to my tank. Ooh, that's a good one. All right. I think Bacon Bits wins the uh, the relationship button for this episode of Iceford March. I guess. All right. Well, it's kind of nice. Uh, we talked a little bit earlier today, like, uh, or actually even yesterday uh, or the day before. I don't know. We talk every once in a while and we're like, what are we going to talk about? And I'm like, I don't know. If you listen to a lot of things in your off time, you're going to realize that this is a common theme that at this point, I'm just flying by the seat of my pants. Oh, a hundred percent. You're pretty dang busy with what you got going on. You know, yes, but no. Yeah? Yeah. I mean, I've got a lot of things going on. As everybody knows, my hobby is having hobbies and everything like that, but it's actually pretty well structured. Like, I know at this day, at this time, I'm going to do this, and everything just seems to work, and I have a lot more free time than what I used to have. Nice. That's good. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. How about you, Bacon Bits? What do you got going on? Nothing. Swimming. That's it. That's all I have in my life is swim. Swimming? Yeah. Yep. I had a conversation with uh, one of my coworkers today uh, about, you know, he's he's a big workout type person. He's he's big on, you know, my I'm going to work out three days a week or four days a week and da-da-da-da-da. And I'm like, you know, in the wintertime when it's cold and um, – and, and this has been a mild winter, don't get me wrong, but when it's cold, I don't want to do anything. I stay inside, I hang out, I hibernate, I put on a few pounds, but as soon as the sun starts heating up the roads, I'm outside all the time. I'm physical, I'm doing all sorts of things. So, um, you know, it seems like mid-spring somewhere, every time I meet somebody I haven't talked to for a little bit, they're like, hey, uh, Sergeant Seagar, did you lose a couple pounds? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I sure did. I came out of hibernation. Even bears come <laughs> right. out of hibernation. I'm glad you noticed. It's after Valentine's Day uh, and you forgot about me then. Why do you care now? What do we want to talk about? I don't know. I mean, Bacon Bits is here. So I assume that he's got some sort of, I don't know, vehicular type military history something. That'll come later in the episode. Oh. Oh. He knows his role. <laughs> Damn. I just got schooled. Hold on. Okay, I'm better now. <laughs> were your feelings hurted? They were. For they were, for a little bit, there was a dent in my feelings. <laughs> He's showing you how to do this podcast. <laughs> He's like, look, I've been listening for about two and a half years. I'm going to tell you how it's going to happen right here. Yep. Sounds about right. <laughs> Uh, you know, uh, as uh, right before I turn in my resignation from this, because I'm about to get replaced, um, did you hear, um, spoiler, spoiler, they die. One of your favorite podcasts. Yeah. Uh, they're done. They hung up the towel. Oh yeah. Had not heard that. Yeah. This is, uh, just recent with, uh, everything that, uh, they have going on in life and the challenges and what have you. Uh, it just became a little bit too hard to keep up. It, and that show really, I didn't realize it 
until they started for a while there they were using our file server and every once in a while i'd jump in there to see actually what i really wanted to do is find out what because they were talking about having us on and i wanted to try to get the inside scoop and i didn't find anything out there so i have no idea what uh it was going to be about but the amount of research and and time that goes into producing their show no way yeah i mean wow yeah it's not like this one that's for sure (laughs) yeah this is legitimately uh more structured than ipsay barely barely (laughs) wow yeah uh let's see what do you do you got some military history for us i feel like we've been putting that off for a little bit i do all right let's get started it's time for military history wow that was loud for the uh, week of February 12th through the 18th, February 12th, 1999, the impeachment trial of President Bill Clinton in the U.S. Senate ended with the whole world watching via television. Senators stood up one by one during the final roll call to vote guilty or not guilty. On Article 1, charging Clinton with perjury, 55 senators including 10 Republicans and all 45 Democrats, voted not guilty. On Article 2, charging Clinton with obstruction of justice, the Senate split evenly, 50 for and 50 against the president. With the necessary two-thirds majority not having been achieved, President Clinton was thus acquitted on both charges and served out the remainder of his term of office lasting through January 20th, 2001. We have a birthday. Happy birthday to Abraham Lincoln. He was born in uh, February 12th of 1809 and was the 16th U.S. president. He was born in Hardin County, Kentucky, and he led the nation through the tumultuous Civil War. He freed the slaves and composed the Gettysburg Address, and established Thanksgiving. Oh, I didn't know he established Thanksgiving. Yep, I believe that was the first national holiday. Ah, okay. Yeah, didn't know that one. I mean, I knew he was on the penny, but... Yeah, and the five spot. Oh, yeah, I haven't seen one of those for a while. Moving on to February 13th of 1945. During World War II in Europe, British and American planes began massive bombing raids on Dresden, Germany. A four-day firestorm erupted that was visible for 200 miles and engulfed the historic old city, killing an estimated 135,000 German civilians. Yeah, that was a bad one. Yeah. Moving to February 14th, celebrated as St. Valentine's Day around the world, now one of the most widely observed holidays Unofficial, in which romantic greeting cards and gifts are exchanged. Overrated. No, 100%. That's Hallmark making money. That's high school trying to impress your girlfriend holiday. I'll take you to the school dance. Heck yeah, buy you flowers, by the way. Dad gave me the money. I picked out this card. <laughs> Moving to February 15th of 18. 98, 
in Havana, the U.S. battleship Maine was blown up while at anchor and quickly sank with 260 crew members lost. The incident inflamed public opinion in the U.S., resulting in a declaration of war against Spain on April 25, 1898, amid the cries of, Remember the Maine. Yeah, I know nothing yeah. about that one. Although you said Havana, so I just started thinking Cuba. Yep, 100%. Uh, so that led to the Spanish-American War, Teddy Roosevelt, the whole thing, how he got a Medal of Honor. Huh. Yeah. Do you know Teddy Roosevelt was the only president to have a Medal of Honor? No, I didn't. And his son also got a Medal of Honor in World War II on D-Day. Um, he was like, his son was like 56 during on D-Day. Wouldn't that, because I, I, I guess I don't know back then. Could you imagine if the uh, retirement age, mandatory retirement age back then was 60? And you're like, I'm just going to ride out my last four years. And then boom. What could possibly go wrong? We're going to take you to a vacation destination on the beaches of Normandy. Yeah. Not so fun. No. February 15th, 1933, an assassination attempt on the newly elected U.S. President Franklin D. Roosevelt occurred in Miami, Florida. A spectator deflected the gunman's aim, and as a result, Chicago Mayor Anton Cermak was shot and killed instead. The gunman, an Italian immigrant, was captured and later sentenced to death. We need to have clips, sound bites for this one. Bump, bump, bump. Another assassination attempt. There's been a lot of these. That's you know. what I'm saying. Like it's right when you have so many of something, it's like oh, okay, yeah, okay, yeah. Like, but the best one was the one last last time for Andrew Jackson. Both pistols misfired. Right. <laughs> Moving on to February fifteenth. 1989, Soviet Russia completed its military withdrawal from Afghanistan after nine years of an unsuccessful ass-kicking involvement in the civil war between Muslim rebel groups and the Russian-backed Afghan government. Over 15,000 Russian soldiers had been killed in the fighting. Dang. I mean, all you have to do is stay in the tank. I saw Rambo 3. <laughs> February 17th, 1865, during the American Civil War, Fort Sumter in South Carolina was returned to the Union after nearly a year and a half of Confederate control. The fort had been the scene of the first shots of the war. And finally, February 17th, 1909, Apache Chief Geronimo died while in captivity at Fort Sill, Oklahoma. He had led a small group of warriors on raids through Arizona and New Mexico. Caught once, he escaped and then sent 5,000 U.S. Army men to recapture him. I feel like you have talked about this before. I think that was at the, that one we did, no, uh, Cochise. He escaped too, and he went on. No, he went on, they went I, on like I, a I swear that we've talked about Geronimo before or something, because I, I, maybe it's just me, but I was immediately I was like, 
Geronimo! Yeah. I don't know. Maybe. I know Cochise was kind of the same deal where they led a big manhunt after him. But maybe. Huh. Mm. Well. That was military history. I'll uh, double check my uh, my stuff. Okay, let me let me see if I can do this. Uh, what are we calling this again? History on Wheels. Hello. <laughs> I like it. Okay, I like that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he just got his driver's license, so. Well, yeah. Well, today we're going to go back to the late, the late 1900s when the M998 high-mobility multi-purpose wheeled vehicle, commonly known as the Humvee, was introduced to the United States Army. Uh, it is a military light truck that was introduced in the 1980s for exact date and still in use today by the uh, many military organizations around the world. The Humvee has been used in a variety of roles, including a transport vehicle, weapons plant platform, and weapon and a mobile command center. In 1989, the Humvee was widely used in the United States military, including the Army. The Humvee has been credited for with revolutionizing military transport and has become an iconic vehicle of the modern military. I would I would agree with that. I mean, it was so iconic that uh, I think the H1 was made into a civilian variant. Right. I think uh, was. Arnold, Arnold in California, he was a big... Like big on the Humvees, so he got a collection of them. Yeah, now he can't even drive them. No, no, it's California. Not true. Diesel. Oh, rolling coal. You got more? No, that's all I got. Oh, of that. I mean, it yeah. was basically what started everything. Now we have the Matvies, foreshadowing a future episode. And the uh, the JLTV, which is also made by Oshkosh. It's like the Maffie's little brother. I mean, the Humvee is cool, but have you ever sat in one? Yes. Yeah. I mean, they're super comfortable, super comfortable when you're like five foot two. Four foot. Yeah. 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 No, I was hitting my head and I'm only six foot. Now, could you imagine being any taller than that? <laughs> no. Yeah. Uh, Seagar, when you were in deployed in 03, you guys were in a light truck company or what? No, medium tactical. Okay. So you guys didn't have Humvees in your, in your convoys. Yeah. Your headquarters operations. I think, um, I think there's four, I think there's like four or five Humvees within the fleet. Okay. So when you guys went, when you guys went North. Did you guys go? You guys said soft sides, soft doors, the vinyl. Yeah, oh, in 0304, yeah. Yeah. In, in 0304, uh, you know, you, you took everything to the paint shop. You didn't even, you didn't prep anything. You just threw desert tan on top of whatever was there. 
we didn't even paint ours. Nice. Nice. So we just rolled with camo ones, but we made our own armor to hang off the doors. You were supposed to put like sandbags right on the floor, you know, for in case there was IED or whatever. That yeah. was our, that's what was going to save us. Yeah. It, it's amazing when you think about that. Cause I did two deployments, uh, 03, 04, and then 08, 09. And the differences in vehicles between those two deployments were are night and day. And, and you would think that it should be flip flopped when you first go over there and you don't know anything and everything is a huge threat. You would think that that is where you want all your up armor. And then later on when everything's calmed down and you just kind of know what's going on and everything like that, it's not that big of a deal. Oh, I don't think we knew what to expect, right? I don't know that we were intending a counterinsurgency fight because we rolled in thinking large scale combat operation. You know, we are going to use armor, artillery. We're going to win the fight that way. Sure. But we soon found ourselves against IEDs. Yeah. Stuff like that. Everybody thought, in my opinion, I felt like, uh, oh, yeah, I've seen this play out. Do you remember the Desert Storm, you know, the six month thing? You know, it was over before you knew it. And I even, I remember. Uh, when we were at our home station getting ready to deploy, somebody's like, aren't you nervous? And I'm like, nah, this will be over before we even get there. Lo and behold, I was wrong. <laughs> yeah. Just goes to show an E4 doesn't know everything. Yet. Yet. Is that like the same story as like how the teenager doesn't know everything? <laughs> yes. You know what? Actually, that's what it is. The E4 is the teenager. Of the army, like, but you think about it, right? Like you're, if you were going to compare an enlisted soldier to a, like a, a kid, right? Mm -hmm. So your E1s, your E2s, those are your infants and your toddlers. Sure. Your E4 is that school age kid. Your E5 is like the 20 to 21 year old. Yeah. E6 is, you know, the E7 is your dad. The E8s are like the really grouchy dads, grandpas, and the E9s are the guys that like everyone, like the, get off my freaking lawn. Yeah. Yeah. Get off my lawn, you chuckleheads. What's that movie um, where- Gran uh, Torino. Yeah. Wow. You knew exactly where I was going. Oh, yeah. We got ESPN thinking here. Yeah. That's the best. I pay too much for that. Yeah. It's exactly- um, I'm drawing a blank. What the heck is his name? Clint Eastwood. Clint Eastwood. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, it's that. Yeah. So, yes, the uh, E4 would really be like the the teenage, the 8th, ninth, 10th grader that thinks they have all the answers. Well, in the transportation world, the E4 is where we give you your license and good luck. Hope you know how to drive. (laughs) Right? See? Figure it out. You've heard it before. Here's how to fill out an agar if you don't. You know how to use a map and a compass. That's kind of funny. What's that? Just when you look at, you know, your your rank. And, I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, when you get into the Army, you're typically, you know, a 17, 18-year-old kid. Yeah. You don't know anything other than, well, somebody, and I believe his name was Judge. He said you can either join the Army or you can go to jail. Do they do that anymore? I doubt it. They should, though. 
because that's all we need is more criminals in the ranks. Well, the thing about it, I talked, I think about this sometimes is like, you know, the movie, the dirty dozen, uh, I've heard of it. I've probably it's seen got it. Lee Marvin and uh, Charles Bronson and uh, Chuck Connors is in it. And there's, it's just all-star cast basically. Yeah. But what it is, is they, they give Lee Marvin 12 criminals to do this impossible mission. Uh, and it's like this attack, this German officer convention. And basically if you live, you know, they'll re- Accuse your yeah, sentence. They'll pardon your crimes or whatever. Yeah, basically, yeah. right? He takes these guys that are just kind of, you know, mild criminals or whatever, and uh, he uh, takes them and they complete this mission, whatever, and however many live. And I'm not, I don't want to ruin it for anybody, but <laughs> th- I think that would be great. Like these high risk operations where it's like, look, you're a serial killer. Yeah, see, that's, but that's the thing though. It's like, <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying we're taking Son of Sam or something. Right. I I mean, here's my thing. Like, I say that, you know, like, I didn't commit any crimes, right? And I never, I was never told uh, by a judge to, you know, either, you know, join the military, go jail. That did not happen. But I always say that because I felt like, looking back at it now, I felt like I was in that place where I was either going to continue to make wrong decisions or, thankfully, one of my buddies was like, Hey, I did it. You can do it too. And I followed through and, you know, here I am. And and I never thought that I'd be where I'm at today, but that's another point topic, whatever. Right. But I think that there should be a point where, where a judge should be able to sit there and, and weigh the, the pros and cons on, would you be better off in the penile system? <laughs> Or would you be better off in the army? Right. But like a special mission unit of some kind where it's like, okay, look, like we have these violent criminals and if we can put them into these situations where it's like a limited success rate, right? Like the odds are you're going to die. But if you do live, we'll look at doing something with your sentence that help you out a little bit. Yeah, maybe. I mean, I don't know. You would think that, okay, well now I'm going to accomplish. Okay. First off, you got a flight risk. And then if they do actually follow through with it and they do survive and you do basically say, Hey, we're going to let you, we're going to drop all these charges. When you're talking about like a serial whateverist, now they have a clean slate and they get to start all over. Not true. That's where it's like no success. You know, I'm saying like, <laughs> well, you put these guys into a thing where, you know, it's going to be a shoot house. But wasn't that like, up the criminalness in the country because then people are like, well, either I die at old age or I go have fun and die. Just bust in doors and open fire. You have to have a judge who supports that. And then the judge or the jury would have to say, hey, we think that there's either A, a very high success rate that nature's going to take care of itself, or B, this is going to be successful all the way around. You know, I don't think people are going to, I, I don't think that it can be at that point where it's like, hey, I'm just going to go commit crimes because the worst thing that's going to happen is they're going to send me overseas and give me all this high-speed hoo-hoo stuff and I'm going to get to go blow people up until I'm dead. I, that, that wouldn't work. All right. It probably wouldn't work. 
Which is why it's not existence. Yeah. You know, I just thought it would be like a good idea. Well, I mean, I think it's cool. I think it should be like an explored option, but I, you know, like that's the hard part though, is that, you know, there, you don't know you have a criminal and, or maybe just, there's a difference between somebody who just made bad choices, but is ultimately a good person. And those are the people that need to go into the military and learn how to survive and do all the things that the military teaches you to do. And then there's those people who are just going to always be bad. And there's right. no way to 100% identify who's who. Not without like an extensive evaluation or an evaluation of the crimes, right? Like if you get a guy like petty theft or criminal mischief or something like that, that goes to, yeah, but you can go to prison for that. Yes, but th that's the thing. You're saying that it's theft. You send them over to the army. Now it's commandeering. Well, there's only one thief in the army. <laughs> right. Everyone else is trying to get their stuff back. Right. It, I, I just don't think that you can truly assess who's who, you know? I mean, they get it wrong all the time. They send innocent people, uh, you know, like OJ uh, to jail. And then there's people out there that uh, they, they, they're bad people and they're walking free. Yeah. No, and it's evidence-based and whatever, right? Like, it's fine. It's just an idea. I, I like the idea. I'm on board. I just don't know how to do it. Lots of research. <laughs> Market <Ooh>. research. <laughs> Put out a Facebook poll. You know, that's why I should run for a Supreme Court justice or something. Why? I, just to invoke like stuff like that. Be like, look, well, your honor, it's unprecedented to do that but <laughs> well here's what you do you take your top 10 candidates you throw them into a hunger game situation the last five get to go on a special mission there gotta be something there's a way to do it like a battle royal over the top rope challenge or something like or also known also known as the bills mafia they're old school wrestlers wrestling got boring and so they just yeah. decided to get drunk and throw themselves through tables. Is that really what the Bills Mafia does? Oh yeah. Really? Yeah. They're they're the Bills Mafia, man. They're crazy. Are they crazier in Philadelphia? I don't know. I'm not familiar with Philadelphia. Philadelphia like burned the city down for winning a game. Okay, no. So it's just like I mean, it's like a forty dollar table that you have to buy at Menards before just to unfold it and jump off of something to break through it that's pretty mild compared to is it a wood table no it's they, they do the plastic folding tables for real yeah no yeah man i'm gonna YouTube google this it. Stuff. bill's mafia uh table breaking it's a thing i'm in the middle of the country there are a lot of new yorkans here and when you walk when you like park your car uh before the game the the bar is empty and that's because all the the Bills Mafia, they're all out back doing, partying it up and jumping off of trucks and cars and whatever they can climb on to jump and land and try to break a table. There was a whole tag team in wrestling that was devoted to this. It was the Dudley Boys. Okay. Yeah. And so, like, they'd be in their match and then Bubba would always push Devon and he'd be like, Devon, get the tables. And then they would uh, set up the table. And then they had this move called the, the 3D, the Dudley Death Drop. You said 3D. I went somewhere else. I know. 
<laughs> you were going for a Saturday night. <laughs> <laughs> like, when are we done recording this episode? It's going to be a 3D night. <laughs> we're talking about three-dimensional movies. Yes. Rubik's Cubes. But they would throw their opponent through the table, and that's how they would win the match. It's crazy. I've never been around a... It's a cult, is what it really is. As opposed to the Cowboys fans? Like, okay, the Cowboys fans, they go out and buy a shit ton of trinkets, and they haul these trinkets with them everywhere, and they they hang up flags, and they dance around the table, and they're like, oh, we're going to win, blah, 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 and then they just sit there and drink their beer. They don't break tables. The weirdest party I've ever been to, I mean, there were a lot of statues of gnomes. I don't know where they were supposed to end up. Gnomes. Gnomes. Yeah, cowboys gnomes. That's the tiki tiki statues and cowboy gnomes. Not anything related to football. Uh, well, I mean, I guess it just depends on how creative you are and how you want to draw the lines. Nobody's throwing gnomes for touchdowns. <laughs> no, no. Well, no, neither are the cowboys. I just feel like that'd be dangerous. <laughs> Safety first. I mean, today we played water polo with a three-pound brick. I mean, that's not dangerous, right? Were you wearing eye protection? If you count water goggles. Eye pro. Yep, you're good. Did you put on dry socks? No. How many horses drown playing water polo? I don't know. That's a Google question, not me. Okay, we got to stop asking Google stupid questions. Think it's going to go AI-based or what? When you start asking AI stupid questions, AI tries to really hard to find the answers to those questions. So we might break the Google? No, you know, you won't break it. You know what we need? We need Jeeves. We wore that guy out. We broke the Jeeves. Well, now, every, so I've been talking to a lot of people now, and uh, everybody seems to be using DuckDuckGo. What's that? Uh, another web browser. I've never used it. I've heard of it, and I was like, what the F is DuckDuckGo? But more and more people that I talk to, let me admit, the fact that Google search, or I'm sorry, search engines come up in everyday conversations that I have. But yes, people are saying DuckDuckGo is the search engine. That you well, you have to use Google search engine to find DuckDuckGo? <laughs> Most likely. <laughs> it says, tired of being tracked online? We can help. Take control of your data online. Get relevant results. From a search engine that respects your privacy, privacy browser, privacy simplified, privacy extension. It sounds like the, like the off-brand Verizon, the visible <laughs> rubber. It's just the off-brand Google. It's got this weird looking rubber duck thing on there too as her logo. It's crazy. Tired of being tracked? We won't. Wink. <laughs> wink, wink, <laughs> nudge, nudge. I bet you can't even find like china balloon memes on there <laughs> i'm gonna go use the restroom so i'll be right back what's this bathroom break brought to us by number two pencils oh well this whole balloon thing what do you what is your take on that <laughs> this will be relevant i did not catch a whole lot other than um i think i saw something on the news real quick didn't think much of it and then a couple people asked me about it and i'm like i don't i don't know and then all of a sudden uh, it's leave, supposedly leaving American airspace and we blow it down. I, I, I don't know, man. I, I think it's smoke and mirrors. 
it's there's like a lot more of them because it's spying on five different continents and it's part of this huge chinese spy thing i i really don't know like it, be, they're spy balloons because the news told me they were i don't know well what other kind of balloon would they be <laughs> weather balloon but not at 60,000 feet those are usually at like 30. maybe they're maybe that's the chinese government trying to control the weather around the world with a self-destruct capability inside of it i don't think so yeah i don't man i don't know i try here's my thing is i don't pay attention to it i don't get into the whole theory this theory that i mean okay it's a spy balloon do you really need a balloon to spy on people when we have satellites there's plenty of human to do it for you but you have satellites you have the internet i mean everything i don't i I just don't buy the whole we're gonna the chinese government's gonna fly balloons all over the place just to spy on people i i don't they're rewriting that song 99 spy balloons 99 spy balloons i know what where you were going which kind of goes to kind of goes to the point of when you look at our intro, which we've talked about redoing our intro a little bit, uh, because we've we've kind of completely derailed from the original thought process. We're just uh, having fun, making jokes, and uh, I think our sense of humor. I don't know. I don't want to call it broken, but I think it, I think it's our sense of humor is broken. Yeah. Why? I don't because it's not the norm. Well, yeah, that's us, though. right? Like you figure how many rippets we had. Oh, I lost count. Right. To come up with this idea. And it was pretty much like this. Like, it was just a freaking off the rails. You're 100% right. I was kind of toying around with the idea. I mentioned it to you. You were just kind of like, eh, whatever. And then you texted me later. You're like, hey, let's do it. Yeah, it was literally like one in the morning. I probably still have the message. And we started out like, oh, let's do this structured thing and let's be role models and blah 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 and now we just do it just to have fun i mean we were just talking about humvees and we switched to but chinese balloons <laughs> true i mean it's not a direct <laughs> connection yeah it's natural evolution yeah i totally didn't just forget about it i, I mean how did we how did we even get to oh it was the google searching duck duck go the hard door soft door i have no idea but uh you know i'm not the one that edits this episode so i guess i'll ask uh the big bacon are you ready to end this or do you want to keep going we can uh we can end it start listening to this shit oh yeah i just want to hit stop and go to bed <sighs> emotional damage all right, gentlemen, uh, I'm going to go ahead and work my way uh, to tomorrow. Looks like that's another mission completed. A 30-mile check ride in the bag. Hit us up, podcastefm at gmail.com. Or follow Podcast EFM on Instagram. Thank you for listening. Until next time, I'm Sergeant Bacon. And I'm Sergeant Seagar. As always, eyes forward. March. So hard to march with my thong in my butt. Yep. Stop rooney, my friends.